We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. What? Oh, God. It's the wrong angle. I was playing magic on my webcam. What's up, everyone? It's the podcast. What is that noise, Vera? What's up? What are you doing in your spare time, bro? I'll show you. This is not great podcast content. I have my magic mat right here. I'm going to be playing after the podcast tonight. Me and the boys, Ajax included. We just I push my keyboard out of the way, put my magic mat right here, and then we play and we play webcam magic yeah. because uh, because I miss playing with my friends all the time. What else do you do on your magic mat of yours? Literally nothing, John. What is wrong with you, man? <laughs> this is this is all I use it for. It's, you got to keep it nice and clean. What is wrong with you, man? Welcome to the Backlighters Podcast, everybody. Barracuda is he. Last week, he's the one who takes it to a dark place. Then this week again, like, <laughs> literally unbelievable, dude. You cannot stop this you man. You stalter sauced me last week, bro. And I was right to do so. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. A big week um, mm-hmm. for you guys, Barra. It was a double, another doubleheader week. Uh, mm-hmm. And this time it was against the top end of the SPL. Friday, you go up against Ghost. SOT back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And you guys pull out the dub. Um, obviously you go into every set expecting to win. Yeah. But I mean, were you really <laughs> expected to win that one? I mean, come on. Talk to me about like the week of practice leading up to it and how confident you felt coming into this week. 
The week of practice was pretty good. We had tried out a lot of new strategies. Obviously, I had been practicing the Cupid a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You got some work out like, of it. Yeah, I, I, I watch I watch a lot of Radiance, and I feel like they get so much value out of the Cupid pick, and the way they play with it as a team and Cyclone individually is just really, really impressive. Um. So I've been kind of studying him and seeing what he does and what I can do to adapt that to my gameplay. And I feel like the early game, my Cuban laning fan is like, eh. But in team fight, in team fights, I think I'm really good at playing with my front line with hearts and playing with the bombs for poke. And I feel like we've been drafting around the Cupid really well. I think I don't think Ghost drafted around it well, but I think. Uh, SSG drafts it around it really well. And the Ghost set, uh, we messed up a lot of Sieges game one when we had EFG. I think we got EFG two different times, and I'm pretty sure either one of those Sieges, we should have been able to end the game on. But in the game, we were making the incorrect calls for how we wanted to split up our teammates and what we wanted to do mm -hmm. um, once we got to the Phoenixes. I do think the plan that we made would have worked, but... Their team comp, oh yeah, it was like Cthulhu, Thana, Purse, Rama, yep. Faf, yeah. So it was really hard for me to actually hit a Phoenix, because I was a yeah. really... Dude, you were just on the run team. from Cthulhu, literally all, <laughs> all... It was literally you and Fine one-on-oneing, like, by red buff, as the rest mm -hmm. of the fight was happening at gold, or, or like, yep. Phoenixes. Like, you were literally just running from him all set. It was... Really weird team fighting in a 1v1 against Cthulhu because once his thorns ran out, I want to take the fight, but by that time, I was already half HP. Right. So with my build, I'm sure you're going to bring up my build today. I am. I think it's but, bad. But with my build, I was able to skirt around and hearts up consistently and kind of re-engage the fight a little later. It wasn't a good build for straight box in the Cthulhu. If I wanted to go that route, I would have gone like Devos and probably crit. So I can just fight him once his thorns run out. But in a 1v1 against Cthulhu, I can only get like four or five auto attacks on him before he just turns out and runs away. Right. So in those team fights, I think my build was the best case scenario for what I was looking for, which was just survive, heal up consistently, heal my teammates consistently and get stuns pretty consistently in fights, depending on how much I was able to stack my passive in the fights. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about your Cupid, because I noticed uh, two things in particular. One, mm -hmm. you love ending team fights with Fields of Love. Like, the longer you hold on to that ultimate, the stronger <laughs> it gets in your mind. That's the only explanation that I've got. You, like, today, against SSG, you, you mm -hmm. used it to make sure that Nika didn't come down off Somersault Cloud and kill yep. Ven. Because it was that, it was, you still had it that late into the team fight. Uh, and then number two was the build. So you've been going mm -hmm. trans ninja tabai, yep. Jotuns, most of the time like Ikaval, then Atalantas, and mm -hmm. then what do you finish? Do you get Titans last? Yeah, I always go with the Atalantas Titans, and okay. the order changes. Sometimes I go Atalantas after Jotuns if they're getting tanky. Um, if they have a lot of health, I'll go Kins in that slot. If I need flat pin, if they're not building. Um, a lot of defense, I'll go Crusher. And I've been really liking Ikvil because of how Cupid's scalings are. I just get so much value on three of my abilities through Ikvil. 
because yep. uh, qubit scalings are just through the roof. And I also like Ikkable for peeling um, for Vin. I feel like I get a lot of value out of that as well. Or for peeling for myself as well, depending on the team fights. Sure. And it, it's a really weird build on paper, but it feels really good. It is really weird on paper. I have not yep. played it at all. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I will reserve judgment until then. But I will be trying it. And I will be trying building the normal Cupid build. Because most other Cupid players are still just going Devo's, Ninja Tabby, Chins, like the, the bow build, basically, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no, no one's really build. going trans on him yeah, besides I, you. I went the Devo's build for a while um, when I was still practicing a lot with it and trying to get better with it. Because, I mean, I've been playing Smite forever, obviously, but when a god comes back from the map not being meta for like three years, you kind of just have to like slam jam it over and over and over again. Right. Especially now that teams are way better at drafting around certain picks. Um, I, I just had to obviously slam jam and try a lot of different builds. Sure. It was kind of the opposite of Heim where every build felt good on Heim, but the Devo's build felt terrible on Cupid. I tried it so much. I tried variations of it. I tried going Cupid or Cupid. I tried going crit I tried going uh, the full attack speed. I tried going like a mix of like Kins and not full attack speed. And it would feel good at like five or six items, but the ramp up felt really bad. I think it felt worse on the third item if I was like going Kins or out of Lance. Like sure. on that spike, it felt terrible. Yes. that Yeah. I don't think that build is really designed to feel good on that spike. Like mm -hmm. it, I don't think it, that 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 spike can't even feel that good on like Rom, who who is the best yeah. at abusing that build. Like it's just that whenever you finally get to six items, you just do literally everything. Like you just hit mm -hmm. so hard, it feels kind of impossible to deal with. Um, but yeah, that uh, I mean, it clearly works. You can't argue, you can, cannot argue with the results. Um, if I had told you coming into this week that you come out uh, one and one. Including a did you two O ghost on on Friday? Mm -hmm. You did, right? You two O yep. ghost and then you uh and then you force SSG to game three. Would you have taken me up on that? Nope. <laughs> no, you would have you would have thought you would have gone greedy? Bro, no, I mean like I would not have said Oh, you wouldn't have believed me. No, I asked if, yeah, you, if yeah. would you have take if I offered you like, hey, this is like your outcome, like, would you be happy with this? I thought you were saying no. Oh like, yeah, yeah. hundred percent be happy with it. Sorry. Um, okay. I mean, you can say, oh, yeah, we go into every set expecting to win. But that's just kind of something you say. Yeah. Like, but during our go set, like, actually during the games, I did not feel like we were going to lose that set or lose a game. Mm -hmm. And, like, before that, going into it, I have played against Ghost a lot. I played against every player on that team. And... They just played a different style against us that is, in my opinion, not suited for them. Like, yeah. they try to play like a normal team. How many times does Ghost play like a normal team? Not that often. How many times do they rely on PBM literally running the entire map? Pretty and much all the time. Exactly. All of their laners rely on PBM running the map, making plays. I'm pretty sure Sam relies on it a lot as well to make plays. And... I don't know if we were just stopping that from happening or if PBM was trying to play a different style before Worlds or practicing for that for some reason. Um, but it, it was just a different ghost, I would say, than the standard 
run it down. Like, literally, the first time I played them, I was solo against a Herc. I got blinked on on my Pearl buff wave one, or like 17 seconds into the game. Yep. Didn't even get a chance to play the game there. And then they draft Fafnir. And then don't do anything aggressive with it. Draft a full team fight squad. And I think they're going to out-team fight us. Yeah. I mean, I can respect that, but it's just not their style. And I think in this current day and age of Smite, you need to learn your style and play your style. And, I mean, they played really well against PK, but I think PK was also playing pretty bad. Yeah, PK is slumping hard, man. I don't know. (laughs) They're such a weird team, man. I just don't know what to expect from that team ever because they go up against anyone who's below them in the standings and they, like, just destroy Mm -hmm. them. They they obliterated United this week. And then they just, like, they look like they're incapable of winning games against top-end teams. I just don't don't understand. I don't know if it's a mental thing for them or what. I really don't. I really don't get it. I think their games always seem like when they're stomping the low end teams, it's through solo lane and scary. Just it's the right side of the map, always. Yeah, he yep. just instantly explodes into like a three level ahead solo laner, rotates around to all your backhands, rotates to your blue, sometimes rotates to your speed buff. They're making plays on the jungler constantly, and against the top end teams, they just don't do that. Yeah, and it felt like Ghost didn't do that to us. I felt like we were able to play our style and get away with aggressive plays into Ghost. And for some reason, they were always behind. Yeah. I also do think we were making way more plays confidently on the map, but they were not playing their style that they are used to. And I'm pretty sure everyone on their team relies on PBM doing his style on the map because yeah. it has worked for them for two years straight. Now they're like over aggressive, always at enemy buffs and everything sorry i've been on the longest rant right here no, that's but. what this, that's what a pot that's literally all a podcast is Vera. it's just someone ranting for a longer period of time like that's literally all podcasts are as in a vacuum so don't worry about it okay i mean i can let you rant now if you want i, I feel like dude i get up. paid to rant all the time that's literally my whole job i just talk like that's it what am i even saying i don't know half the time like i'm talking about hades making space at a game today and where fine is clearly just hard inting most of the time and i'm like all right here he goes making space again but he was making space though you gotta give him that you gotta give him that i didn't see the games so he played haiti solo and he proxied wave two and it and that was good it was when he proxied after that that it didn't work oh no i watched game one was that game two that was game two yeah Yeah, i did not see game two game one dude ghost like Ghost did the ghost thing. They got off to a huge lead and then mm-hmm. it took them like forever to end. I don't know why they played. They played really slow on the end. I guess maybe after the, uh, the end call against you guys, they decided to, uh, <laughs> to, to rein that back in. What, what were you thinking? Whatever. They just started to <laughs> smork your Titan. Like, yeah, I was like, there, there are fire waves on both our Phoenixes, both our dead Phoenixes. Right. Right. And I was like, they're just going to wait for these waves. They're going to hit our Titan and then they're going to all in mid Phoenix and play for the end after that. And so I had called for, I call like a China flank basically for like Vin and last, like rotate way around and like. Oh, what? Flank them from mid. And wait, then, what did you call it? <laughs> it was like a China flank. China does that stuff. Or like they used to. And. I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> what it's just like China's really far away and then like you're rotating around and then coming down it, it makes sense in my head anyways 
Sure, man. What? You got to back me up here, man. I don't have to do anything. That doesn't even make what? sense. Yeah. Yeah, Nika, Nika knows about it. Okay. Back to my point. Okay. So, uh, you can't just okay, mammy. It's a thing. Watch. All right, wait. I'll try it again. Dude, it's, it's the, yeah, Ben is literally saying in chat, it's the call out. Okay, thank you. Okay, man. It's, it's called the China flank. You either, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, anyways, last calls out, they're going for the end, and I'm like, this dude's lit, man. It, they're obviously not ending. They're playing for our mid-phoenix, and I just see, like, a little dashing through mid-phoenix, playing for the end, and I'm like, question mark? Like, it's literally yeah. like, what is going on? Why would you ever make this play? And then they literally all group up for like a massive cupidal and Thanatos gets like one shot off the dunk. And I'm just like, yeah, I have no idea, dude. The game is literally yours. Yeah. That's, that's like, like they could have done a lot of different decisions, including deciding to counter China flank you guys, which would have been (laughs) unprecedented. Clearly. Thank you for using it. Yeah. Anytime. Um, I clearly know what it means. And they would have won. That was the only, the only route where they lose that game, dude. Yep. That's like the only 100%. option that loses them that game. I have no Which, idea how that happened. I felt like it was a deserved for us anyways, because we messed up on like three or two EFG sieges, which were yeah, that's easily, how that works. <laughs> yeah, you mess up twice. They get to mess up once. We win the game. It's uh-huh. just how smite works. Right. So I don't know if you guys could tell in the game too. But I just felt like they were tilted. I don't know if you could tell from watching it. Yeah, I mean, that's just how those games go always, right? I don't even know if it's tilt. It it has to be at least somewhat tilt. But in, like, the history of Smite, I guarantee that every (laughs) 50-minute game that gets thrown on on Titans, like, every single one, the the next game is a stomp. Every single Mm -hmm. time. Like, it has to be. It has to be. It's like ninety percent of those games are followed up by an immediate stomp. It's like every great five game set in Smite that happens. If you go to game five, game five will be a stomp, one way or the other. Yeah. There has never been a competitive game five. It is just always a blowout. Game fours lit. Game five suck. Like that's just the way it goes. It's kind of same way with game threes. They're either like insane or really bad. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, and the only um, way game three is insane is if. Both games one and two were not close at all. Yep. That's it. It's really awkward, man. Best yeah, of fives are just, there's some weird, Bro, I don't know. I am so glad. I am so glad we do not do best of fives in the regular season anymore. Like when I did a, a best of five at playoffs, I think it was like SEC playoffs. And we did our first best of, and those, no, those were like sweeps. It must've been at phase one playoffs. I was like, dude, this is long. Like, <laughs> what is going on like what you expect why am i still here like we've been talking about the same stuff this whole time i was like dude game three is just the way to go now you know playoffs finals world's finals semifinals that kind of stuff that's good i'm I'm fine with that that's fun but i am so glad we don't have to do those for regular season anymore i think best of three is the perfect amount of games because if you lose game one you can adapt and then if you lose game two it's on you yeah, and then it gives them a chance to counter whatever you lost to game one, countering with game two. Um, so I think that's a perfect amount. Best of fives last season felt pretty short because we got three out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were out of there pretty quick. 
<laughs> yeah, we were speed running those days. Barrow was on the uh, yeah. Bear was on the best of three field, no matter what. Last year, <laughs> dude, that United one. Oh my! I have never been so upset at work ever. Like no matter what, dude. I was so. I have never been so tilted in my whole life. And I get tilted a lot. I get tilted a lot. That one was, was a like, mega tilt. Game one was decent. Game two, we played better. Game three, we played even better. We still lost every single game. I was just like, man, the curse, like, I don't know what we can do as a team to win this game. you were never winning that fifth game. Never in a million years. As soon as you lost the first two, I actually asked if there was a point in you playing the third. There's The, the mental damage you guys sustained from losing the first two and knowing... <laughs> That you had been up 2-0 without them even playing. It's impossible. Like, you couldn't have won. It would have been impossible. We were 7K, bro. Dude, it did not. That game was so winnable. No, there is no world. Uh, There are infinite universes, and there are still no universes (laughs) where you won that game five. Okay? Every universe where you came out on top in that set was where you won game three or four. Uh, On God, there's no way. That was the set they picked Rad, I think. Yeah, they picked Rad a lot. It was it was that set right at EC, sorry. Um it was that set and the set against Splice last year that tilted me the most, probably. Because or afterwards tilted me. Uh did we were you up two O? You were up two yeah, O in that set. Yep, yep, I remember that. Now. And yeah, game three, four, and five, we all had a five K lead and went to fire every time and threw a fire every time. <laughs> yep. And I <laughs> That was kind of awesome. Scared. That was kind of awesome. Yeah. Baskin stealing fire with Yorm 3 was literally just the cherry on top of this year is the most unlucky year ever. Yep. Ever, ever, ever. Like, it can't get worse. I mean, you were trying to confirm an FG in front of Baskin. Like, (laughs) it was like Yorm 3. And then piloted by one, Baskin, so it was one time it was like a 5v1 or 4v1 against Benji's camera, and he stole it with a camo ult yep. over Vin's Janice 2. And I'm pretty sure Jeff literally died to Fire Giant or took like 80% of his health because it was standing in pools. <laughs> I remember watching that ball and I was just like, How is this happening, dude? <laughs> literally, this should not this should be impossible, man. Yeah, that's uh, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. I'm uh, I'm sorry to to I, actually I didn't even bring it up. You brought it up, so I don't have to <laughs> yeah. I don't have to apologize for anything. It's Sunday, 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 and they're coming back to the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams or favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And also, guys, you've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door, and ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. We use DoorDash at the office all the time to get lunch from people like Chipotle, Wendy's, and hundreds of other options. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. 
Right now, our listeners can get $5 off with zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and your zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Uh, all right, we should probably get going on our main topic because people ask us this all the time, and I have not given you any prep whatsoever for this, uh, cool. and I think that's going to be fair here. Everyone always asks us for our Mount Rushmore, our iconic four players from each role in all of SPL history. So I figured we – and we did it a little bit on the Q&A episode, but we rushed through it. I didn't give yeah, it we'll a – I didn't think about it at all. Wait, I haven't had the chance to think about it at all. Well, neither have I. I, I, dude, I literally, I'm going to be honest. They, I was, uh, you know, I have to like let them know what we're going to talk about beforehand so they can set the title and get everything ready. Um, mm-hmm. I literally, uh, 3.30 a.m. last night, I'm going to sleep and I'm like, I don't know, dude, we'll just talk about our Mount Rushmore. Cause I like saw another tweet about it from the, like that weekend or something like that. And I was like, I don't know, dude, it's the week before the bye week. It's a holiday weekend. Like that's. <laughs> That's what we're doing. So, sorry, chat. That's what you get. But I think it'll be interesting, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you want to start, Barrow? Because we're definitely starting on a side yeah. lane, and I will not take anything else. ADC. Okay, you're starting at ADC. Now, this yeah. is our top four ever. Um, if you don't hear your favorite player in our top four, it's because we don't like you, or and or actually, we don't like you, and we don't like your favorite player, and it is personal. So, mm-hmm. um, make sure you keep that in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. who you got Barra? Who's, who are your top four, your Mount Rushmore of ADCs? Uh, well, Emilito has to be on there. Has to be. Uh, Pandica has to be on there. Has to be. Uh, I f- want to put vote on there because I feel like everyone forgets about vote. But then if I put vote, me or Zap can't go on there. That's how math works. Thank you. Um, but I feel like vote is just flying under the radar for so many people as far as like iconic ADCs go. Yep. But he Uh, didn't start until season three. Season three was like his first year of competitive. Fine. Me and me and Zap. That's correct. Yeah. That is the correct for the only other person that has any sort of claim outside of Emilito, Panda, Zap, Steve. The only other person who gets... (laughs) Any sort of credit there is reels. That's it. Bro. Maybe Ataraxia. Maybe. But reels? I'm just beast. not on the reels hype train. I know man. you aren't. I know you aren't. I missed the bus, apparently. I you really did. Stuff. I don't know how. That dude was sick nasty. Sick nasty. Just, that dude just... He's just a gamer. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's one more. Uh, Allied also deserves to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Those are oh, the old... A- Go ahead. He's just more iconic than the rest of us, honestly. In a lot of ways, yes. But if we're talking like what you guys have done, like, oh, you've watched competitive Smite before. Like, who's your favorite mm-hmm. ADC player? The chances are one of you four are going to be in there. Um, mm-hmm. so Ricky Bobby 101 in chat brings up Cyclone. I think that is a good shout. He probably actually does deserve to be in that conversation. Role swapping hurts Cyclone because he wants to be in solo and ADC. He definitely does deserve the conversation in ADC having won a world championship there, but mm-hmm. I feel pretty I, I feel very strong about my ADC Mount Rushmore and it's Barra Zap, Emilito and Pandacat. 
Um, mm-hmm. You cannot have the list without putting Panda and uh, Emilito on there. I think those two are hard locks. Agrees. And I think you two have to be hard locks as well. No, I'm not arguing anymore. It's you four. That's, that's, that's yeah. all there is to it. Okay. Support. I guess I'll go first this time since you went first for ADC. Thank you. Support is tough. Raffer has to be on there legally. Mm-hmm. Um, Raffer, Mike, Aurora, I think all have to be on there. Mm-hmm. Then Jeff is in my mind. Trix is in my mind. I feel like I'm missing at least one really iconic one. Kalas? No, I wouldn't say Kalas. I think he'd be on the second Mount Rushmore. Yeah, me. yeah. He he would be... He's like top, you know, top eight. Yeah, I guess exactly what you're saying. But, um, okay, Jake is not going on the list, chat. Jake's been <laughs> on the SPL for literally checks watch nine months. Like, are you kidding me, man? Get out of here with that. All right, I'm going... <laughs> The fourth one's really hard. I agree with their top three, Raffer, Mike, Aurora. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can make an argument for Jeff and a Millsy and Tricks all to slide in there. Yep. And I'm not sure which one fits. I think I gotta give it. It's tough. I I, th- I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think a Millsy. I think I'm narrowing it down to Jeff and Tricks because mm-hmm. a Millsy didn't win worlds. And he wasn't around as long as Trix. Trix mm-hmm. set a lot of metas. Not that Amelzy didn't, but again, Mount Rushmore is about like how historic you are. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give it to. I think I'm going to give it to. I think I got to give it to Jeff. I really do. I'm I'm putting I'm putting Jeffy in. I there. agree. Jay I handles. Agree. I'm I'm biased, but you know. Yeah, I think that's I'm always fair. biased. C-Bomb asks, what do you need to see Neil there? It's a good question. Neil also has not been in the SPL for that long. If Neil wins another Worlds, uh, he's in there for sure. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. He's though the main reason you would bring up Neil is because he won Worlds. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like obvious and dumb, but I feel like his regular seasons haven't been like that impressive. Yep. Uh, well, not like as a player bashing him or anything. Ooh. I just feel like his teams have... What about, we didn't bring up Ionic. Ionic might deserve to be in that conversation. He, he's on the second one for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think he does I, make top eight, but probably not the top four. Yeah, I think it's it would be like Ionic, uh, Callus, Trix, and Millsy for the second one for me. I think I'm fine with that. I think I'm fine with that for sure. Hindu Man wanted to hear the list again. Our support list is Raffer, Aurora, Mike, Jay Handles, Jeff Hinla. Mm-hmm. But... Trix Tank is right there with Jeff. I'm I'm okay with either one of those uh, for support. Okay, time to head over towards the mid lane. Who you got there? Four Yamans? Uh, is that allowed? No, but it probably should be. It is actually insane how good that man is. Yep. Uh, can we put Andy Raw on there? Andy, as long as he gets raw or Baskin, I will allow. <laughs> or raw or Scylla, I should say. Raw or Scylla, uh, and answers on the list. Okay. Um, I will put, I will put, I will put, I will put uh, Prime for mm-hmm. iconicness. Um, Yemen. I want to put Stealth, but his career ended a little early. It did. 
Um, I kind of want to put Vin, honestly. He deserves to be in the conversation. And I'm trying to think of another NA mid laner. Hurry has been around the longest. Uh, Hurry for sure. Hurry deserves to be up there, I think. Baskin's career was too short. Baskin's career was too short for mid, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, the people who roll swapped get hurt by this, for sure. Mm -hmm. Paul as well. uh, It just hasn't been that long. I feel like for Mount Rushmore, it's not about like player skill or like player ceiling. It's more just iconicness. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, zeros. I think zeros is is one that I agree with. I think zeros is on there for me. Wait, so what's your total list? Your I point? think my total list would be Yemen, and if I can't put three other Yemens, it would be <laughs> Yemen, Prime, Zeros. And the fourth one is the hardest one. I'm tempted to put Ven. I'm tempted to put Hurry. Just to get some sort of NA presence on there, man. I mean, we're talking three EUs. Hurry's number one worlds, right? No, he has not. I don't think he's even been... Where? What's the farthest Hurry has made it in worlds? I don't think he's... Has he even played at worlds? I don't know that he has. <laughs> I don't think he has. Ever? What team was he on last year? Semi-final he was on Dig. Yeah, he made it. Yeah, Dig last year. That was his first time playing at Worlds. I'm almost positive that was that was his first time playing at Worlds. So he's made it to semifinals, which is definitely good. Um, and I thought he was really good on that Dig team for sure. Uh, but I don't know if I. I think I think it's Ven. I would agree with that because it came in hot. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that's your boy. You know, I I respect it. You gotta you gotta pick him up. Regret saying that one. On to the junglers. Yeah. Um. Andy adapting Cubo. Scream. Hmm. No no gars. Too short. Gar, gars are too short. Yep. Same with Boosh. Same with Stealth. And or Sam gets an. Honorary, honorary, shout out, honorary, honorary. Yeah, Sam, it's so crazy to think about Sam has only been in the league for like a year and a half. Uh, Sam will be on that list. I don't know if I can in good conscience put him there now, but that dude deserves to be on the list. I might put him on there already, but I don't know. I I probably shouldn't. All right, so adapting, obviously, number one there. I agree. I agree with Cuvo. Um... I agree with Andy. I think... I think I'm going to put Cherry. I think I'm going to put Cherry there. Mm. I, think, I think of Cherry as an iconic jungler. Um, those are probably my four. Any of them save... I respect it. I think any of them save uh, adapting are liable to be bounced by Sam. Again, this is about I, like how iconic you are in your role chat. This isn't... Who's the best of all time? Even it's not. It's that's not what it's about. We literally just said that like three minutes ago. Yeah, I know, but I'm still seeing chat, chat like, like freak a- out about <laughs> it. I need to staple it to my forehead. Like that's the way it's gonna be. Like th- they just need constant. Everyone's saying ice ice chat. He's not more iconic than Anninster, and he's not more. Do you think he's more iconic than Cherio? I guess I'll default to the EU guys. 
but I don't. I think when I think of junglers, that'd be you. I think of adapting Cuvo and Cherry. I don't think Ice Ice deserves to be on that list above anybody that's uh, that's there. Twig might be on the list, but for some reason my brain doesn't go there. Yeah, and Scr- Ven says Scream. Scream definitely deserves to be in that conversation for sure. I just think I I could. I don't know, man. I think it's hard to not let recency bias really take you. I think Cuvo has been really, really disappointing for PK this year, but like he has been so consistent, right? That's exactly. He's been so consistent for so long. Like that's, that's what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. I'm put, I'm putting it's Cuvo adapting, uh, Cuvo adapting cherry and Andenster. And that's all there is to it. Who are you for? Uh, scream Cuvo adapting Andy. I, I very much like that list. Okay, solo laners. This one, I think, is the I hardest. Hate this one. I think it's the hardest uh, one. Because there's so many people. I mean, you could bring up Cyclone for just decimating season two. Yep. I don't know if it was season three. Bring up Omega, but his career was a little short. Uh, Divios as well. Fine, okay. Deathwalker. I mean, there's this new guy named Nika. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. Yeah. I Here, hate this one. Here's this my hot take. Impossible. Here's my hot take. My initial reaction, I'm not going to tell you my four quite yet. My initial yeah. reaction is to leave Dimmy off this top four. How sacrilegious is that? Mm, I'm not saying I'm going to, but... If you don't count laning phase, Dimmy has to be on the list. How can you not count laning phase, bro? But like, think about that, that how that, how the that team. Best solo laner ever. Maybe. Ever. I stand by that. That man is a team fighting machine. Or Maybe. Was. I don't know, dude. Dimmy, shortest career out of the energy guys. Shortest career out of the energy guys. Did a lot for that team. And I think he's a genius when it comes to smite. I love the guy as a person. It is not meant to be an attack on him at all. But I think you can point to a lot of other factors on those teams. I'm not saying Dimmy that's, didn't that's contribute. Unfair. That's unfair. I'm just, that's just how I feel. Like, I just think that when you're looking at guys like Deathwalker and guys like Benji that have molded metas around themselves, Dimmy did his own thing and did it really well. Also, shout outs to Seabomb210 who put Walrus in the chat and turned off my brain for two seconds. Like, I literally, I'm like making an argument for why no Divi, and he's like, yeah, Walrus. I'm like, Walrus, Walrus. Uh, I don't know, man. Look, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be on the list. I just think that every other energy member has been insta includes. I don't know that Dimmy is for me. Here are my insta includes. Here are the people that absolutely have to be on there. No questions asked, okay? Deathwalker, Benji. Those two have to be on the top four. If those, are, mm-hmm. those two aren't on the top four, there's no point in this list. I think Variety almost certainly has to be on there because he's done it for longer. And then who am I, am I leaving out Divios for, for Demi? Am I leaving out... Uh, I'm, I'm missing someone who I should oh, be... Oh, yeah, let's talk about fine, okay. Final K, I don't think he's done it long enough. All right, what's your what's your length then? I don't know. I mean, five years? No, he's been here for this is his third year. I guess that's long enough. Third year, but he hasn't won. Yeah, he started season five with CLG was his first like big team, right? 
Season five? No way. It had to be before that. I don't no think so. No way. It had to be like season three. Sino saying Look he played season four. No, I was close. Yeah, what about what about Baskin? What about Cyclone? Am right, I leaving those guys? Am I leaving those guys seasons. else? Oh yeah, he played Thor season four. You're right. Thank you, chat. One split in season four. Okay, so basically this is his okay. like third full year. No, that's fair. Fine deserves cool. to be in the conversation, but I don't I do not think I can put Fine on there quite yet. He hasn't won worlds yet. Uh, I know Variety hasn't either, but he's been such a such a key part for so long. Apam saying Ronnie, it I think that's fair. Scary's won a world championship. He's been to he's been to numerous worlds and had great performances there. Hard pop season three. Hard pop season three. Cyclone spin. Baskin. Omega. Were you ever talking about like Omega from back in the day? Way too short. Well, I already brought it up. Way too short. Way yeah. too short. Yeah. I, DS1. Solo lane is the hardest one. I'm so convinced that Solo is the hardest one. I am okay, non-negotiable. Dibby. I'm non-negotiable on Benji and on Deathwalker. That's it. The, those... Dimmy has to be on there, bro. Does You're he? trolling by not putting Demi on there, man. I mean, okay. His career was short, and this might be my only exception, but that man, from like two or three levels behind, would make more impact than the enemy solo laner in late game team fights. I look, I'm not questioning if he was goaded, because he is. But there are other people that are also goaded, you know? That's all I'm saying. There's only okay, room for so four goats. There's a small <laughs> mountain. For sure. For Benji sure. Deathwalker are hard locked. You cannot okay. you cannot make a top four without those two. Okay, let's narrow it down to three then. Okay. Demi? <sighs> Variety? So hard. And who's your third? Uh, what? We're not even close to only having three in that spot. Baskin and Cyclone both deserve to be in that conversation. Okay. Cyclone hard pops for one season? Divios as Two well. Seasons? Yeah, but he, no one carried that hard, like, ever, man. Agreed. Agreed. But his team also played around it, it's which is your argument for Demi. That is true. They would literally throw themselves into the fire, cycle and rotate in late, and hard carry. I agree. No one, ever, no one person has ever done that before. But their team literally inted, so, so Cyclone could shine. Sure. I mean, no one, no one has ever been that good at it. Don't get me wrong. Sure. That's fair. All right. I'm ready to, to give you my definitive okay. third, and I'm not moving on this. <laughs> it's Baskin. It's Baskin. Because this is Baskin. Okay. And this is, something, this is a discussion that I've had recently. Solo is Baskin's best role, and I really don't think it's close. Like, he is sick in mid, but this dude dominated solo lane every time he was in there, man. It has got to be Baskin. Dude, he subbed last year, hadn't played in the SPL, came in and broke the averages on every measurable stat in solo lane and then walked off into the sunset again. Like, that is alpha, man. It has to be Baskin. Those are, okay, those are the first three. I'm not moving. I disagree with that. It's just because be. so, it's so short. I just disagree. I feel like... I feel like you're trolling. I agree with Sino. I feel like it's Divios. Divios can still... I'm, I've only got three. I'm okay with putting Divios fourth. So you're going to take out Variety? Or Demi. And, yeah, and, and Demi. Demi? I, oh. think, I think you can make an argument to 
putting Divios above those? I just feel like you need to take off your basket underwear. Not possible. It's uh, the only underwear I own. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, it's Benji, Deathwalker, Demi, Divios. Wait, say that again. Benji, Deathwalker, Demi, Divios. I, that is respectable. I'm, I'm not Thank angry you. at it. It's also correct. It's not because Baskin isn't on there. Dude, we can just put an over like. Yeah. Just put Baskin at his own little thing. Baskin like reigns above the entire Mount yeah, Rushmore. Yeah, his own Mount Rushmore. It's okay. Mount Baskin. Mount More. Baskin. Yeah, that's fair. Mount okay, Baskin. assuming that we can't have Mount Baskin, that all of these actually, dude, that's what we do. We just name the whole mountain Mount Baskin, and then every roll is on the mountain. <laughs> There it is. Just a circle of faces and Baskin just on top. Yeah, Baskin on top, dude. Just woony, just big chilling up there. Uh, okay. My my top four. My top four. Yeah. Deathwalker, Benji, incorrect. Baskin, Demi. I'm going to end on Demi. He sneaks in. He sneaks in in fourth. Divios is number five. Variety is number six. That's what I've decided. That's my top six. I just, I just did it for you. Incorrect. Fair enough. All right, what do we got next? Coaches? Coaches? Uh, there well, are no, I'm trolling. We're, not, we're obviously Yeah, okay. Not, I was about to say, like... Yeah, we're not doing coaches. How do you... No, yeah. we're, we're definitely coaches. not doing coaches. Uh, no one cares about coaches. But there's our, but there's our Mount Rushmore chat. Um, we get asked it all the time, so now I can at least point everyone to... Uh, to that list and now we'll have it wait here for you casting for worlds your mount rushmore oh casting for worlds and it has to be like season one season two like which world man you're gonna make people not like me with this you're gonna make people not like me that's fair that's not fair bro okay listen can i start off with this i talked about players i know there should be there should be a whole i know but there should be a whole I should get a whole episode to talk about casting in, in the history of smite casters. Okay. Bart and DM mm-hmm. were not Bart, Bart, uh, a bigger offender than most <laughs> technically we're not, we're not good technical casters, like doing the things they should be doing. They weren't great at that, but they were so charismatic and energetic and well-spoken that they were great at their jobs anyways. So, and that is not a shot at them at all. It's just, you compare what they were doing to what we do now. And we have taken a much different approach to how we cast these days. And I think for the record, we are, our team now is miles better than those teams were in season one. It's just very different. Um, And I'm not, again, not trying to put all of that down. As far as your question, um, the top four in no particular order, I would put Bart, Hindu Man, F. Dot, and myself. I think that's who have had the most consistent, good casts on the world stage. Bart Bart's calls are just too iconic to not ha- put him on there. But again, it's 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 short. It's short time period for him. Um, but I think that, I think that that's the only, I, I think that's where I'd put the list for my, Agreed. for me. What, what, what's yours? 
disagree with your list, honestly. Uh, that was my four. Yeah. He, like, Tom had so many great calls. Hindu, the, it, we don't have that much... Uh, we don't have that much time, so I can't really go into it. But Hindu last year, I remember, you know, Hindu uh, kind of ramped up the second half of the year, casted a whole bunch more SPL in the second half than he did in the first half. And I was a little bit worried going into finals last year on how if he would be rusty, if he'd be able to bring the same energy, all that kind of stuff, be locked into the meta. And I think Hindu man messed around and had his best finals cast <laughs> ever last year. And I was like mad about it. I was like, dude, how are you going to? come in ramp up in half the amount of time as everybody else and then like have your best cast yet uh it was it was a really good he had a very good i think last year's world's call was hindu's best best game he's ever casted real quick i want them to make montages of casting for the smart worlds just that would be sick like the best play is the best casting because moments are built through casting sure and like when I watch back plays of like either like regular season or worlds from like the past, it's always the casting that I remember because it just it just gives you chills. Yeah, just watching it back and listening to it. So it was one request for the community. I would want like a casting montage of just like the hypest moments. So like get on it, chat. That's uh yeah. yeah someone someone's got to make it, dude. There there are a lot of great uh, calls from from worlds from world dude i just oh, i just love worlds so much dude i just cannot wait for the biggest games because that uh because those are the best ones for sure mm-hmm. um, what's our what's our question yeah week? yeah i i was just about to say i don't really have one someone in your chat told me to ask um what is your preferred way to drink water uh and i actually think it's pretty good so um yeah what's what is your preferred rank uh, your best ways to drink water with my mouth That's my favorite. Bruh. Yeah. I don't think I can say that on this podcast, so I'm going to skip it. Um, (laughs) What? (sighs) When the water is about to go into your mouth, (laughs) do you prefer it to be cold? Room temperature? Uh, (laughs) Out of a bottle? Are you a a water bottle kind of guy? Okay, post-workout, ice-cold water, any other time, like, okay, there's there's room temp, and then there's ice-cold. It has to be, like, 75% of the way to ice-cold is the best casual drinking temperature for water. Uh, that is a much better answer. You should have gone with that the first time. That was much, really? yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I am, I am, not, some people are like room temperature water all the time. Mm-hmm. No chance, mm-hmm. dude. No chance. Room temperature water just has this bad, it has a bad mouth feel. Like it just doesn't yep. feel good in your mouth. These, like, these sort of like. Unlike the salt sauce. Right. Yeah. Um, these types of water bottles that keep your water like super cold, those are the best. Like, I want to be able to feel how cold it is going all the way down into my stomach. That's what I'm all about. So as much ice as is necessary, if there's so and here's another little intricacy. If there's more ice, if there's more than like a layer of ice, if it if it stacks up because there's that much ice, you need a straw Mm -hmm. because then there's going to be too much momentum from the ice when you tip the cup up and (laughs) up to drink it. (laughs) 
Chad, can I clue you in on a secret? Sometimes I just like to start saying things to see how in-depth I can go on something that doesn't matter. And I'm really impressed with myself on this one, let me tell you. If, yeah. if there is more than one layer of ice, then it's going to get onto your lip and your lip's going to get cold. Okay? What? The Wait, t- you're not worried about, like, the avalanche of water that rushes on your face? Well, I'm not... I'm not pouring it up here, Barra. No, I'm, dude, I'm doing it like all rushes, bro. You that's what I'm saying, say right? Right? Oh, no, okay. it, that's what I'm that's saying. Okay. So if there's oh, more than that. If, if there's more than that, you either have to like sip, and that's just a pain because I'm thirsty, or <laughs> you got to use a straw. Okay. If you've got more than one layer of ice, you're gonna need a straw, and that's a fact. And, and no one needs to be hating on straws. Some people hate on straws. I don't get it. Straws are good. And more people should use them. You can get reusable ones. We have some. We've got some that we just pop in the dishwasher. Nice and easy. Yep. Uh, use straws. They're good. Well, are you a type of guy to... I know John Finch is this kind of guy. He goes, you know, he goes to McDonald's. Can I get a Coke? No ice. Are you a no ice uh, at, the, at the fast food place kind of guy? No. I prefer like 50% ice and in like drinks at restaurants and fast food. He claims no, that it's coming out no cold anyways. Serial killers. Yeah. He's claiming that it comes out without ice anyways. And the ice is just taking up soda space, but I don't think it's not the right mixture. Like, and this is a conspiracy theory of mine. The syrup ratio on the water, on the fountains is designed to get, water in from the ice because it's too it's too sugary without it it needs some ice in there to melt in and balance out your flavor properly Mm -hmm. like you need you need it coke ice cubes are delicious agreed agreed it's so good oh like any soda ice cube is delicious and yep that's just a bad argument for i need more soda like quality over quantity bro Mm. there you go yeah i i think i would agree with that uh, I think I would agree with that. Vinenu, your teammate, is not a part of that. He seems to be a no ice kind of guy. And, he's a uh, special breed human. <laughs> hey, he's doing his best out there, okay? He's doing his best. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week on the Backliners podcast. It's a bye week next week um, in the SPL. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we bye week potentially, or maybe we don't. I don't know. We haven't talked about it at all. We got we to gotta talk to yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. So check the Twitters, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you guys are following us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. You can find a whole bunch of different great esports podcasts on the prediction uh, page. So make sure you're checking those guys out. And uh, give us a rating because that, that helps us out quite a bit. Thanks for watching, everyone. And we'll see you next time here on the Backliners. John, do your bye. Bye. Nice. Uh, that wasn't the greatest one. All right, you want to read it or what? <clears throat> bye. That was pretty good. Not like bad. It. Thank you. The wait is finally over. Football is finally back. Now, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.